It's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. Hey there, Doug here. This week, we were lucky enough to interview an amazing actor, both on screen and on stage. He loves it so much that he teaches it here in the States and actually teaches in London, too. Just before we were going to chat, I actually caught him over there. And uh, of course, I'm talking Cotter Smith. You might know him recently for his role on David Fincher's Netflix hit Mindhunter. He was Unit Chief Shepard. We talked how Cotter got into acting, how his career began early on when he started to play in New York City opposite a couple actors you might know, Denzel Washington and Samuel L. Jackson. Then he got to play Bobby Kennedy in a TV movie. And of course... The movie that we're going to be covering next week, X2, X-Men United, he has some really cool stories about how he landed the role as president and some behind-the-scenes stories, too, about how they got some of those shots, which is pretty awesome. So here's Cotter Smith. I know you're going to enjoy it. I'm good. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Awesome, man. Yeah, so the way these things go is... uh, Really just finding out how people got into acting and uh, what drew them into it. And uh, so where'd your story begin? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Washington, D.C. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was a son of a federal judge, so I grew up right in the city. And weird, I had no connection to acting with the theater ever in my life. Really? It was was in school that I found it. In middle school, high school? It was really college. And I... I kind of fell in love with it and did a lot of it, but it never occurred to me that it was a reasonable profession. Yeah. So when I graduated, I continued on a path to be a teacher, which is what I was planning to do. Oh, really? What subject? Yeah. I was teaching English literature. I was a literature major. Okay. My wife's an English teacher. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 So that was going to be my path. So how how did that all change? I, I just, I got to a point when I think I was about 24, a couple of years after that, that I realized how much I had really been moved by, by the theater and how I didn't want to, in my older years, wonder what if I had tried. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So I started doing little theater in Washington, D.C. for a few years, and then I moved to New York. And, you know, I just got lucky. I, I started working and went from off-off-Broadway to off-Broadway. And I had a major break unexpectedly when I got cast in a play called A Soldier's Play at the Negro Ensemble Company with a very young Denzel Washington and Samuel Jackson. Whoa. Yeah, we were all just kids in New York. But what that year? play won the Pulitzer Prize. That was 19... Jesus, 79 or 80. Oh, okay. I think maybe, yeah, in there. And that play won the Pulitzer Prize and took us all to L.A. to do the play. And while doing it, you know, one of those just being in the right place at the right time stories, Mike Newell, the great English director, was looking to cast somebody to play Bobby Kennedy in a miniseries about Bobby Kennedy and Jimmy Hoffa and... I ended up in the room and somehow got the part and I, uh, I started to work. Wow. And was that your first, was that the first role that you have or was that 
I had a couple of little things. I think I Hill Street Blues and St. Elsewhere were my first two, you know, guest shots. Yeah, that's what they have on there. Yeah, and then I got uh, Blood Feud, it was called. And it changed my career. (laughs) So you know how it's best. So much of it is luck and stamina and hanging in there and waiting for something to happen. And I've just been really lucky for 40 some years. Yeah. And just nailing it when you have that opportunity, like you had in blood fueled blood feud and yeah. like really coming through because you know, some people get the opportunity, but they don't harness that chance, but you did. Cause like I you know. said, from there, it just took off. You're in a lot of shows right after that. Yeah. Right. I teach too. And that's one of the things I talk about all the time to my students. Yes. A lot of it's luck, but, you better be ready when the piece of luck comes along because you'll have 10 minutes to prove you can do it. Yeah. Where do you teach at? Uh, I teach all over. I teach at, uh, I was the head of the um, MFA acting program at the new school for drama in New York. Okay. When I got Mindhunter, which brought us to Pittsburgh. And when we got to Pittsburgh, we kind of fell in love with the city. We've actually moved here now. Oh yeah. It's a really cool city. I went there years ago. Yeah. Very cool city. So I just got back from London teaching there. I teach workshops at Carnegie Mellon and Point Park University here. And I travel and teach. So that's a parallel career for me. I love it. I, I know. Could you imagine if you went back in time and told, you know, 20 year old Cotter, like what you've been doing, what you've been able to do, <laughs> just teaching people a yeah. craft that you didn't even want to put your toe in at first. I know. I know. And interesting that I wanted to be a teacher and I ended up being one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think I think you kind of answer one of the questions that I have because you're in a lot of stuff over the years. So we'll touch on a bunch of it. But yeah, you would say like right off the bat, the when you felt like, hey, I made it. You know, Blood Feud was a pretty big TV movie. Yeah, that was a moment where I I realized, okay, I'm I'm in the game. Yeah. I mean, I was on the set with. Brian Dennehy and Jose Ferrer and Danny Aiello. I mean, you know, it was a, Robert Blake played Hoffa op- opposite me. It was me and Robert Blake, which was crazy. That is crazy. Experience. Yeah, scary, scary guy. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, you're in a lot of shows in the 80s with guest starring roles. and Yeah. And then in 1990, you get a series regular on Equal Justice. Yeah, I love that show. It didn't quite get the chance it deserved. I love that. That was a really good show. What network was that on? ABC. It was ABC. It seems like a lot of shows that uh, just don't really get a shake. Maybe like a new people yeah, come in they, management-wise and they just cut it because they have something else, like some other show yeah. they want to give a slot to. Yeah, that was a great cast. Sarah Jessica Parker was in that. Jane Kaczmarek. Joe Morton. Great, great cast. And was that your first time working in uh, acting as in like the courtroom kind of thing, being like a, a DA? I've played a lot of DAs, which is in my I DNA. I, I know, yeah. to make a pun, but yeah. Um, <laughs> which is interesting because my father never wanted me to be an actor. And I'm, I'm now, I play the many he always wanted me to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did he think of that? Did he, I think, just, did he think you could make it, it in his courtroom? Ultimately... Ultimately, he loved it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once I was, you know, working and he wasn't afraid I was going to be a failure, yeah. Yeah. Were you believable to him? 
as uh, as someone that was yeah. in the courtroom. That's good. Yeah, he always thought I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, that's so cool that he did a job like that, and uh, you were able to earn that from earn that respect. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, I owe him a lot for that. He gave me all the background I need. Yeah, you could always pick his brain if you had an uh, audition coming up, you know, for a role. Yeah, like right. And my brother was a lawyer and sisters all, you know, a lot of law. So you were like, there was a show that was on TV a few years ago. It was another one that only had like a year. It was like Rob Lowe, Fred Savage. It was a comedy on Fox. And it was kind of that, like Fred Savage. What was, was this? Uh, forget the name of it. But it was it was kind of like I do vaguely remember that, yeah. It was it's kind of about your life. It's like they stole your your life. <laughs> yes, right. Fred, Fred Savage was the brother who's a real lawyer. The father. I remember this, lawyer, yeah. And Rob Lowe played a lawyer on TV. So when his show got canceled, he went back home and he thought he could <laughs> throw out all the jargon that he read in scripts, and he thought yeah. it worked like that. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, so over your, so in the eighties, you were a lot of things. Uh, so canine with Belushi, right? Well, I was married to Mel Harris at the time. I know, I saw that. Yeah, she's the mother of my now twenty-nine-year-old baby. Oh wow! Yeah. So when I saw that and I clicked on her name, she was on a show that I've talked to. I think probably four actors that had guest roles on Thirty Something. Yeah. Right. And that is like a show that I get, I have to watch, but it was very well done. Yeah. It's like one of those shows that I'd never heard about it, but there's so many people that I heard different interviews, uh, comedians, other actors and interviews that I listened to like mention. So it's one that I have to definitely go through. I'm sure it's ahead of its time. Yeah. Great cast too. Yeah, definitely. There's other things that we can, we can definitely jump back to, but so I reach out to you for X2. And when I send those emails, right. I, I always click on uh, the people that I'm emailing. And I'm like, oh, what were they in? And I'm like, oh, man, I know him from Mindhunter. Yeah. Or right. I remember you from that. And uh, so, so we'll talk about that first. Did, while you're on a show like that, when you're filming, do you know that it's going to get that much of a reception? Especially when it's not on a regular network. Oh, I, I knew, yeah. First of all, it's David Fincher. Oh, I know. He's foolproof. I mean, uh, he, the man has really got a film genius. He, he's just remarkable. I mean, look at his body of work. And his films are so different. You know, from Zodiac to Panic Room to Benjamin Button to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I mean, it's endless how many, seven, he can do anything. So I knew going in that he has a pedigree that was just you know, not going to be a problem. Oh, definitely. And he's really interesting too. His background. Oh yeah. How he was like doing mostly like music videos. Yeah. Out of music videos and commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did alien three. And then from there, that was his first film. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, every, pretty much every movie, I love the game, but you're right. Every game. That was one of his early ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool movie. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Such a twist. It's like one of those movies, like you can watch it again. Yeah. But that first time you watch yeah, right. it, you're like mind blown from it. But yeah, you're like, what just happened? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, Mindhunter is one of those shows. It seems just everything's perfect. It captures the era, the people that yep. are on it, the, the other roles on the show, uh, yours included, are just everything just works perfect and it's believable. 
He's a perfectionist. I mean, he really, I mean, we do 30, 40, 50 takes. Oh, really? He's, uh, he's maniacally perfectionistic. Yeah. Yeah. It comes back soon. It comes back Friday. Are you in the second season? Yeah. It comes out, comes out tomorrow. Uh, my character's arc ends, but I'm in the first episode. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are really cool to work with. And the, and the, I can't think of his name, the older cop. I can't think of his real Holt name. Holt McCallany, what a talent. I know. He's a guy that after, it's funny, it's something I just learned. Uh, I'm going back to school. So one of the things I just learned was, oh, man, I can't think of the phrase, but when you see somebody, then it seems like you see them all the time. And it was right. like right after I, we binged Mindhunter in like a day, I saw him in like so many different movies. And I'm like, man, I've seen this guy so many times, but you yeah, just he don't works all realize the time. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's never had an opportunity to have that lead role. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's always the other guy. He's so good in Mindhunter, it's scary. I know. Now, his, uh, yeah. his uh, interactions with uh, the younger kid, I can't think of his name either. Jonathan and he are like Abbott and Costello. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, I've never seen him before, but I'm sure he's in a bunch of stuff. Jonathan's, uh, he's not that much because he's so young, but he was in Glee. Oh, yeah, yeah. A series called Looking, but he's a theater guy. Won a you know a couple of Tony nominations. He's a New York theater guy. He was in Hamilton. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but King George in Hamilton. So yeah, he has a certain pedigree. But yeah, that show is so great. I'm so excited for it to come back. Yeah, but yeah, we knew on the set that this was this was a good one. Yeah, I always ask people, especially when they're in things. I just interviewed uh, William Sadler, and he yeah. was in Shawshank. So I asked him about that. Right. And he said. And his, he started laughing because that movie, which I don't, I, I was young at the time, but that movie like bombed in the movie theater. Didn't do right. well. It didn't do well at all. So I asked him like, while you were doing it, did you know it was going to be something? And he's like, yeah, we like, we knew, but people weren't, he would, they were like confused by them. get it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the name Shawshank Redemption. He's like, people it was a, probably, the title didn't it. help. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's the number one thing he said, but uh, yeah. So th- so that's why I like to ask people that, especially when they're on something that is just so big, especially with social media. It's like, yeah. well, it's like, do you remember the film? Do you, do you remember the film with the great Santini? No. With Robert Duvall? No, I love him, but no. He's amazing. And there's another film that they say didn't make it because of the title. It's about an old Marine. Um, and it sounds like a high wire, you know, trapeze. It does. Act. Yeah. <laughs> um, the name just doesn't, and people thought people just didn't go to the movie because they didn't get it. Yeah, check out The Great Santini. Really wonderful uh, movie. I will. Yeah, you're right. Where the young Tim- Timothy Hutton is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it is true. The name of a movie is like so key because you have to know, yeah. especially back then, uh, you're just seen in the newspaper in black and white print. Yeah, right. And you're like, oh, yeah. what's this? Yeah, you're right. And high wire trapeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, so X Men, you're in the sequel, yeah. and uh, yeah. So, do you remember the whole process for for like auditioning for that? Or oh yeah, absolutely. Because 
I hadn't worked for about a year on purpose because I had just gotten married, uh, remarried, and my wife lived in Milwaukee, and I had a family to blend, and I just told my agents I needed to take a break and focus on my life, my family. So I think it was one of the first auditions I had when I called after a year and said, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. And they said, okay, we, uh, you've got a meeting today to uh, meet with Brian Singer. And I said, I actually can't do it that day because I had my daughter and I had a school meeting. And they said, well, you've got to do it because he's flying to Vancouver this evening. Uh, and otherwise, you're going to have to go on tape. And I said, well, then I'll go on tape because I, I got to go to this meeting with my daughter. I'm not, not going to miss that. And they said, it's pretty important that you, you, you maybe meet him instead of go on tape. And I said, they said, it's been a year. Come on. <laughs> I said, actually, I'm sorry, but I, this is an important meeting. For I, I, I'll go on tape. Don't worry about it. So I went on tape. I got a call that night saying, okay, so Brian Singer wants to meet you. And I said, well, good. See, you worked out. They said, no, now he's in Vancouver. And I said, okay, well, when does he want to meet? He said, no, they're going to pick you up tomorrow morning and fly you to Vancouver. <laughs> to meet with Brian Singer and then they're going to fly you right back. And I said, I'm going to fly to Vancouver for a 10 minute meeting with Brian Singer. And they said, yeah. I said, okay. So I flew to Vancouver. It was a 10 hour day getting through customs and, you know, endless for a coffee with Brian Singer. We had 10 minutes together and we had a nice conversation. And I thought, what are we doing exactly here? <laughs> and he said to me, I apologize for making you do this, for coming all the way up here. I'm really sorry. I had to leave LA. But even though this isn't a big part, it's at the beginning of the movie and the end. If I don't believe that you're the president, the movie doesn't work. So I had to meet you in person, which is what I had told your agent when I <laughs> refused to go to the damn meeting. <laughs> uh, he said, I just need to be in the room with him because I know if I don't buy it, it's not going to work. So I'm sitting there over coffee with him. I said, and you, so you buy, oh, having coffee with me quickly, you buy that I can do it? He said, yeah, yeah, I think it's good. And that was that. I got the part. <laughs> it was the oddest thing. And I remember my agent saying, had a great line. They called and said, you got the part? And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. And he said, you know, somebody in a meeting said, no matter how hard Cotter tries to kill his career, it doesn't seem to want to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Honestly, I'm not trying to kill my career. I'm just trying to live my life. You know, it's always been important to me to focus on my life as much as my career. That's kind of my mantra. Yeah, it's worked Things out. Things work out. It. Yeah. So yeah. Is there, is and it was a blast. That, that was a blast, that, that show. Yeah. Was there a, a president that you channeled? No. No, I created my own. But, you know, Ian McKellen and, you know, and it was the Royal Shakespeare Company, the, the X-Men, with Patrick Stewart and just a lovely time with all those people in Vancouver. We shot in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. And my kids, of course, my kids, you can imagine I was the hero of the playground. <laughs> I bet. I, you know, X-Men was such a huge thing with the younger generation, much more so than I even knew at that point. I, I wasn't a big, I, I didn't read comic books, so I didn't know what I was getting into. No, it was huge. And especially all those people that were in it, you know, that was yeah. before like the Avengers now, Back then, right. that was like you didn't see that many like huge stars in one movie, and you had them all. Yeah, yeah, there they were. And you had a scene with all of them at the end, yeah. You know, towards the end of yeah. the movie, when you're in the middle of speaking, and everything, everybody starts freezing. Yeah. One guy's mouth is sitting there wide open, and then they all just appear. yeah. It's a really good scene, really good scene. And that fight scene in the Oval Office at the beginning with all the 
we had Olympic gymnasts on cables doing those flips while Alan Cumming was as Nightcrawler was attacking me in the Oval Office. Amazing. <laughs> Did you have to sit there for the whole thing? Like while you're Oh, that scene took that scene took week weeks to shoot. I bet. Yeah, that was so many special effects. Yeah, I spent about a week just under the table looking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It becomes an existential job at times. Yeah, how long was that shoot overall? Oh, months, months, and months. I think I was there over a month, and I had a small part, you know? Yeah, and then you had that scene you went kind of, yeah, not really toe-to-toe, but Brian Cox was kind of giving it to you, and he he plays such a good hard ass. Doesn't he? Yeah. It's so believable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. It's such a great movie. I've ever seen that in the movie theater as a kid. And with those effects. It's a very good one. That was like early on when those things really like took off. Like you said, that fight scene, you know, he's yep. flying through the wall, Alan coming and just coming out and just yep. tripping. And so you played a pretty good president. Have you ever thought about uh, politics? Yeah, that was, that, that's the <laughs> second time I played the president actually at, did in a series called Revolution. Oh yeah, um, but a very evil, homicidal president. Oh, so you're bad now. Crazy one. show. Yeah, badass <laughs> president. <laughs> yeah, you play. I do a lot of politicians and yeah, a lot of lawyers and politicians. It's in my blood. Yeah, no. So that's pretty yeah. easy that that it works out that way yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. And then we were talking about it before, shows that get canceled pretty early. One show that you were yeah. on, you played the mayor. Me and my wife love uh, 666 Park Avenue. Yeah, that got cut way too soon. Yeah. Uh, With Terry O'Quinn. Terry yeah. O'Quinn, I love Terry O'Quinn. He's one of those guys, like, even before Lost, he was in, of course, stuff. But just from that, and oh, yeah. show, he just plays this perfect, like, evil guy. Yeah. So now over your career... What would what would you say looking back? Obviously, it's not over yet. You still have a couple, a couple of things. Yeah. In the movie that you have com- compliance. You're, you're center in that, and then unsinkable. You're center. In yeah, unsinkable. We're shooting now. I just was at the producer this morning. Oh, great! It's a really interesting story. Oh, cool. What's it about? It's about the 1912 Senate investigation into the sinking of the Titanic, which we really have never heard about because President Taft cut it short when they started to prove negligence. So it's the underbelly of the actual tragedy. It's the legal story behind the, behind it all. That's pretty interesting. So once again, I'm a senator. You know, I'm the head prosecutor of the senator. Where's that shooting? It's in Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. So that's perfect. You yeah. don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And it happened because I was here shooting Mindhunter and the producer. So. Oh, look at that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Is that going to be yeah. a TV movie or is that going to be in the theaters? No, it's a feature film, yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, it looks like they have it right now, release date for Christmas. And then you were in the, you were in the post? Yeah, very quickly. I just, uh, Spielberg had one missing piece that he wanted to add at the last minute. It's like one little scene and my agent actually called and said, it's really small, you may not want to do it. And I said, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spielberg, I'm, I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll get the yeah. coffee if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I love everything that has to do with Watergate, Nixon, and the Washington yeah. Post, like that era. And then I haven't seen it yet, but when I saw the name, I'm like, oh, I remember all the presidents, you know, knowing that name, McComer. Like just from very similar, yeah. Those books, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a sort of a wonderful uh, old-fashioned American movie. Yeah. So now over your career, what would you say is like uh, your favorite role that you had to play? Oh, that's such a hard question. It's been so long and so many lucky things. And for me, I sort of charted on the, the times I had breaks that were really helpful and made me realize how fortunate I am. One was Soldier's Play, obviously, at the beginning. Uh, you know, I was a young actor in New York. Yeah, look at you. And got an opportunity to do a great play, and it sent me on. Uh, and then Blood Feud, obviously, that was another one that uh, kicked me up. And a lot of my theater work, I spent a lot of time in the theater through the years. Some of my favorite work has been on stage. Um, I was a member of Circle Repertory Company in New York, doing a lot of plays. You still do that at all in the city? Yeah. I did like, I think I've done eight plays in the last, been here three years, but before I came here, I think I did seven or eight plays in oh, wow. five years in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Cause you're busy. So I just not... like working. I, you know, I just like That's to good. keep working. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The more you work, the more you can teach. Cause then you could teach, you know, yeah, people right. that you're interacting with, you know, the way to, the way to do things. And I know this question, obviously it's not like actors hang out in the same place and run into each other. But over the years, have you ever ran into Samuel L. or or Denzel? Oh, yeah, yeah, and Danny Glover, who I worked with, and I mean, I'm about to work uh, with Karen Allen. You know Karen Allen? Yeah, yeah. She's the the girlfriend in Raiders. Yep. Of the Lost Ark. Yeah. She and I started together when I was starting in DC. We were in our twenties. We were kids. Oh no! We're way. playing husband and wife in Unsinkable now. Oh no way! That's awesome. So that's a that's a great thing when you come. You get. You know, you get the call sheet and you realize, oh, my God, I haven't seen that person in eight, ten years. Yeah. So many people you reconnect with and get to work with again. It's great. Yeah, I love her. Animal House and Scrooge. She plays the girlfriend in Scrooge. Yeah. She's She's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Yeah. No, that's really fun that uh, you can build those relationships. And then, like you said, you see that their name's on there. It's like, oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. One more question. Sure so done. what would you say is a role or like a type of character that you've wanted to play? Like that you always wanted to have the chance to play. Hmm. That's a good question. Again, for me, it would be a theater role. Uh, and I've actually done it once and I want to do it again. It's long day's journey into night. Uh, the father sort of a classic American drama. Yeah. And just going back to this, I don't know if I, I don't, I should have asked this a lot earlier, but what was, what drew you into when you were in college, like wanting to do theater? Was there like a particular play that you saw? It was a very clear moment for me. Uh, and a, I've since found that a lot of actors have a similar response early on when they're just discovering acting. I remember being on the stage, the first play that I did in college and all of a sudden realizing that I was communicating something to a group of people who were getting it. And we were community, we were communicating, having a a conversation, sort of an emotional conversation. And I realized just the power of the theater, the power of the spectacle and how much people need and love going to the theater, watching movies, 
it became, I mean, I studied with Stella Adler in the, in the seventies, one of the great acting teachers. Oh, wow. And I remember her saying, acting is a calling. It's not a profession. I felt calls. I felt like this, this is where you're supposed to be. This is something, something you can do and something that's important to do. Now it's, Stella Adler, was that one of those, there's only like a, a handful of people that are selected and it's for a few years? Oh yeah. Well, so I studied with it for a couple of years, but yes, it was a master class. You had to audition to get into. Wow. Yeah. I was, you know, I'm old enough. To, I, I, I was in New York when the dinosaurs still roamed the earth. Stella Adler, Lee Strasberg. <laughs> I was in the actor's studio with Strasberg and I was a kid, but that was a great time to be in New York in the seventies. Yeah. And you're still, you're still doing it. I want to see it. Well, that's still a cool story. Yeah, it's an interesting piece. Especially things you, that's what's great about films. Like you said, you can escape, but in the same sense, it, it, some, they shed light on things that you would never know about. So when you're after yeah, watching right. a movie like that, you can go back or I'm sure right yeah. around that, another documentary would come out. And uh, no, that's yeah. really Well, look at Mindhunter. You know, Mindhunter is a true story. It's oh, yeah. Two guys who actually figured out how to profile serial killers in the 70s. Nobody knew how to do this. They still use the concepts that those guys came up with in the 70s for Homeland Security today. Yeah, when we watch that show, me and my wife are still living in Portland, Oregon. We're from Jersey, yeah. but we moved out there for a few years. So that one guy, we heard about him. We like Googled him and we're reading some old articles. Some, yeah. Those are some sick guys. And the actors that portrayed them, they looked like them. Oh, my God. Like you said, David so, well, he's, a again, he can. He's a perfectionist. He, he, will, he will spend as long as it takes to get the right image for yeah. everything. And it shows it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Proof's in the pudding. Yeah. The proof. All right, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're awesome. And, uh, take care, man. I really enjoy talking with Cotter. He was so humble and I'm really happy that he's able to teach after all these years, something that he loves and he knows inside and out. So don't forget next week, we're going to be talking X2 X-Men United. So make sure that Wherever you can find it, it's pretty much anywhere. So just search, find it, watch it. That's your homework. And then me and Jamie, it should be pretty fun being able to break down that movie. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, review, rate, share our podcast with all your friends, your families, your moms, pretty much everyone. Oh, yeah. And follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at sequels only and suggest some sequels for us to do. We have a lot on the horizon, but we're always open for suggestions. Or if you think you got what it takes, if you got the chops, come on board one episode and review a movie with us. Reach out to us. Good night. <laughs>